0: New, it's amazing. It's Prell, P R E L L, Buck and Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy cube. <laughs> Prell brings you the
1: life of Riley.
0: <laughs> the shampoo that removes dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. (laughs) As a rule, the members of the Riley family get along quite amicably. But every now and then, the father and the son come into conflict with each other. A conflict that's usually resolved when the more intelligent of the two gives in gracefully. But today, Junior Riley seems particularly stubborn.
2: <laughs> but, Pop, why can't I get a jalopy? I can drive swell. Junior, and stop
3: I... arguing. I told you for the last time you're not getting no car. But, Pop, it's only $40. $40? $40. You must think I'm made of dough. All I got is this one nickel to my name. Me, the head of the house. And your mother won't give me my allowance till Monday. <laughs>
2: I'm not asking you for the money. I saved up $40, and I can get a swell little car and fix it. And I he... said no.
3: My head is made up.
1: <laughs> no. Junior,
4: when your father says no, he means
3: no.
2: Oh, I can never get anything out of
3: him.
1: Junior. Let me
3: handle this, Peg. Now, look, son, I ain't selfish like some fathers. I love to make sacrifices for my kids and give them things. To show you the kind of a father I am... You got $40 saved up for a jalopy? Save up 3000 more and I'll buy you a brand new Cadillac. But this won't cost you any money. It ain't the money. I'm not going to have you speeding around in a car knocking over pedestrians.
4: Anyway, you're too young.
3: Yeah, wait till you're older. You can get a license to do it. <laughs> now, go on. Go get dressed or we'll be late for my club picnic. You got to go. I got us entered in the father and son race. I'm not going.
4: Now, listen, Junior,
2: never if Never mind, I... Peg,
3: never mind. Let him stay home. I don't need him. I'll get his sister to be in the father and son race. Come on, let's go. Babs, you ready? All
4: oh,
2: set, Daddy. What's all the rumpus about?
3: Oh, they won't let me buy a car. Oh, all yeah, the other fellas Junior, again. I don't want to hear that word mentioned in this house again.
2: But why can't I have a
3: car? That's... that's You've got to be punished. No allowance for the next four weeks. And no football. You come right home after school and stay in your room.
2: Oh, but that's not fair.
3: I'm your father. I don't have to be fair.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're
3: always.
2: I'll run away someday. You'll see. Junior. Yes, I will. I'll run away. You'll see. You'll be sorry.
3: Now
4: look what you've done.
3: Look what I've done. To lose and fight.
1: Junior, dear. Now, will
3: Peg. Don't go in there. Let him stay in his room till he's ready to apologize. Now, come on, we will be late for the picnic.
4: Oh, you and Babs, go ahead. I, I don't want to leave him like this.
3: Oh, he'll be all right, Peg. All kids talk about running away, but they never do. Well, some of them do. You told me when you were a kid, you once ran away from home. Oh, that was different. My father was chasing me. <laughs> come on, let's go. But
4: Riley, I'm worried about That's you. and know.
3: He's just talking. I know child psychology. I just put myself in his place, and I know exactly what he's thinking. You can't know. Yes, I can. I may be 40 years old, but I can still think like a child. <laughs>
1: oh, hurry,
4: Bab. Can't you walk a little faster, Riley? Now
3: what's the rush, Dumplin'? Well, I want
4: to get home. When a boy of 13 talks about running away, it's serious.
3: Fine thing dragging me away in the middle of the pie-eating contest. I was three pies ahead, too. Will you stop it, Riley? Here I am, sick with worry, but you care less for your own son than you do for those stale pies. I resent that. There's nothing I care for more than my stale son. I, mean, I worry about him plenty.
4: Please, Daddy, don't shout on the street. And you don't look very worried now.
3: Of course, there's nothing to worry about. Silly kid ain't going to run away just because stop I stop say...
4: talking so much and open the door.
3: No free speech anymore.
4: Junior? Junior? I hear him in his room. Junior, is that you in there? Well, Junior, why didn't you answer? Oh, Hello. What? What are you doing with all those clothes? Well, look, he had a suitcase under the bed. I knew it. I told you he'd try to run away, but you wouldn't listen.
3: You know all about Bob. Now, wait, but just because he's packing don't mean he's running away. Well, what else could it mean? Well, uh, maybe he's getting married or...
4: <laughs> <laughs> Junior, how could you even think of running away? You ought to be ashamed. I don't
3: care. I can run away if I want to.
4: Junior, I won't hear that kind of talk. Hold
3: on, Peg, let me handle this.
4: Well, go on, then. So,
3: so you want to w- run away from home, huh, Junior?
4: Okay, go
3: ahead, run away. Riley. I know what I'm doing, Peg, psychology. Go on, son, run away. I give you permission. Come on, I'll help you pack. Just are you out of your mind? Just temporarily. <laughs> Come out here, Peg, I want to talk to you. Go on with your packing, Junior.
4: Riley? What are you up to? Don't
3: you get it? The best way to stop a kid from doing a thing is to tell him to do it. Oh, that's ridiculous. Youngsters always do the opposite from what you tell them. That's the way I was when I was a boy. Whatever my folks said, I did the opposite. They said, go to school. I went to work.
1: <laughs>
3: they said, work in an office. I worked in a factory. They said, marry that beautiful girl, Mary Wallace. I married you. <laughs>
1: I'll
2: tell him
3: to run away. He'll stay home. But suppose he... You watch. He won't even leave the house. Now, you go make supper. I'll go back in there and use my psychology.
4: Oh, be careful now.
3: Well, Junior... Daddy,
4: you ought to straighten out this little dope. All he can talk about is running away to Mexico.
3: Mexico, huh? Well, in that case, I might as well say goodbye to you, Junior. Buenas noches, senorita.
1: <laughs>
3: when you're down there, send me a basket of cucarachas. They're my favorite dish.
4: Daddy, it's no joke. You need a go. Scour- go
3: help your mother.
4: Oh, all right.
3: Well, son, as we Mexicans say, hot fellow visitors.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: quit making fun of me. I will run away someday. You'll see. Someday? Do it now. Believe me, you'll love it. Here, let me pack for you. Yes, sir. I, I once ran away and joined the circus. They gave me a job as Night Watchman. I'd still be there, only I got fired. Somebody stole an elephant right from under my nose.
1: Ah, uh, Junior, here,
3: you, you better take along these sweaters and this heavy underwear. It, uh, might be cold. Yes, sir, Junior, I had the best time of my life. There's nothing like running away from home. Don't worry, I will. You bet you will, and that's an order. And say, son, I, uh, notice you've got pictures of me and your mother and your sister on the dresser here. Not that you get lonesome, never seeing this, but, uh, might be a good thing to have them along.
2: Well, okay. Hand me Mom's
3: picture, will you? See? Here, huh? Yeah.
2: And Bob's
3: picture? There. Yeah. And here's. That's all.
1: <laughs> well,
3: you might as well take mine, too, in case you want something to start a fire with.
1: <laughs>
3: well, you finish your packing. Don't forget to come in and say goodbye before you run away.
4: Hey! Riley, is everything all right?
3: Perfecto, senor. He's cured. Oh, thank heaven. You know what did it? I ordered him to run away. You what? I told him what a great time he'd have. (laughs) He fell for it like a ton of bricks. Oh, (laughs) then he promised he wouldn't go. Well, he didn't go that far. His pride wouldn't let him. But don't worry, he won't leave this house. Well, what's he doing now? Well, he's probably unpacking the police. (laughs) I packed it for him.
4: You packed it?
3: Yes, sir. That's what really changed his mind.
4: Oh, well, I'm glad that's
3: over. (laughs)
4: Oh, Junior, up on it. He's gone.
3: He can't be. He must be hiding here someplace. Look in his valise. Oh,
4: <laughs> the valise is gone. Look, the window's open. He went out the window.
3: Oh, no, he couldn't have. He must be hiding. Junior, come out. Don't play hide-and-seek. I'll find him. Oh, stop
4: looking in the inkwell. <laughs>
1: oh,
4: he went out the window. Oh, look, the shrubbery's all trampled.
3: Peg. My first hunch was right. He's gone.
4: Oh. <laughs> you and your psychology. Of all the stupid insides. Now, now, now,
3: Peg, take it easy. This is all, it's part of my plan. I, I knew he'd go. You knew? But sure, I figured he'd leave the house and then I'd follow him, see?
4: Well, then what are you standing there for? go after him.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going. Now, now, don't worry. This is all part of my plan, see? Psychology. I'll give him enough rope until he hangs me.
5: Step, Lively, watch the step Come on, kid, make up your mind You getting on this bus or not? I'm getting on Well, snap into it, I ain't got
3: all day Junior!
1: Junior, wait for me! Hold it! Wait!
3: Wait! I made it
5: Five cents
3: in the box. Another second and I'd have missed you, Sonny.
5: Well,
2: I suppose you want to take me home now. Well, okay, let's get off. Oh
3: no, no, I wouldn't think of it. I'll, I'll just go along with you a little way.
5: Hey, what is this, a coffee clutch? Deposit five cents in the box. Oh, gee, I left my money at home.
3: I'll have to get off. No, you won't. Here, I'll lend you a nickel. That's for my boy's fare, driver. Okay. How about your fare? Oh, yeah, sure, I, uh, I, uh... <laughs> that was my last nickel.
1: Now, look,
5: Mac, put your fare in the box or get off with the bus.
3: But you don't understand, driver, this is an emergency. My boy here is running away from home and I've come to see him off. <laughs> you know how it is. You're probably a father yourself, It ain't every day a boy runs away from home.
5: He's running away and you're seeing him off? Yeah. There's nothing in the regulations that says i got to transport screwballs. Now get off! Now wait a minute. Hey,
1: take it easy, Go, go! Hey, wait! Gosh! Junior! Junior, come back! Junior!
3: He's gone. Could it be there's something wrong with my psychology? <laughs>
4: you, Ben. Where's Junior? Pack,
3: I got news for you. Junior's run away.
4: Oh. Didn't you find him?
3: Well, I did and I didn't. Well,
4: what do you mean, Daddy? Talk
3: sense. Well, I saw him getting on a bus, so I got on too, but he didn't have any money for his fare.
4: So they put him off?
3: No, I lent him a nickel. You lent him a nickel? Well, don't worry. He's good for it.
4: Could you do such a stupid thing?
3: Well, now let me explain. You'll understand. You see, I figured that Junior would—that uh, he. Uh, well, you see, the bus was was. Uh, uh,
1: I thought if I
3: went, uh, uh, how can I expect you to understand? I don't understand myself. Oh, I,
4: I should have gone after him myself. Oh, Riley, you give me gray hair.
3: Oh, don't cry, Peg. If I do, I'll tear him out by the roof.
4: Well, there's no sense standing here. We've got to find him.
3: I'm calling the police. No, 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 you mustn't do that. We don't want a scandal. You know what the neighbors are like. They'll see the cops coming in here and they'll think you beat me up.
4: They won't be far wrong. And I don't care what the neighbors think. I want to find my poor boy. So
3: do I, Peg, but wait till tonight. He's sure to come back by then. I know just what's going on in his mind, so let's just use a little psychology. If you say that word oh. once more, I'll...
4: Oh, I, I... don't know why I ever listened to you. <laughs> if it hadn't been for you, Junior... Oh, don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> cry, okay. I'll
3: find him. I know it's natural for a mother to worry, but believe me, in one hour your worries will be over.
1: I'll have them back here
3: dead or alive.
0: <laughs> we'll hear the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Everybody's cheering for Prell. For amazing Prell.
4: Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube.
0: There are two reasons why everybody's cheering for Prell.
4: First, women like Prell because radiant's the word for Prell-washed hair. Why Prell actually leaves hair more radiant than any soap or soap
0: shampoo. Second, both men and women like Prell because of the way it goes after dandruff. Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. Even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two Prell shampoos a week.
4: And the whole family likes Prell's handy tube. No messy jars, no slippery
0: bottles. No wonder everybody's cheering for P
4: R E L L shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming by. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in a tube, handy too. P R E L L shampoo.
0: Buy Prel shampoo. An hour back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Hello, Dad.
4: Hello, Daddy. Any sign of him?
3: No. I looked everywhere. I turned the town upside down. But
4: where would a kid like Junior go to?
3: That's what I asked myself. I said to myself, where would I go if I was a kid and I ran away from home? I must have been to every burlesque show in town. <laughs> Where's your mother?
4: I'm still out looking for Junior. She called before and she sounded awful over the phone. Oh,
3: I just can't face her, Babs. When she hears I didn't find him, I... Listen, we'll have to tell her that Junior is back.
4: But he isn't. We'll
3: make out that he is.
4: We can't do that.
3: Sure I can. Now, I'll fix up pillows in Junior's bed so that it looks like him. I'll use a little pillow for his head and a big pillow for his... I can do it.
1: Daddy,
3: I... Then we'll tell I, her that she can't disturb him because he's sound asleep.
4: But it's cruel to fool mother like that, and she's sure to find out in the
3: morning. Well, by that time, Junior will be back. I know it. I guarantee it. I know, boys.
4: No, Daddy, I won't have anything to do with this.
3: Please, Babs, you've got to help me out. Please.
4: It's no use begging me. I don't... I'm not
3: begging you as your father. I order you. No. All right, I'm begging you. <laughs> You gotta do this, Ted. I, I just ain't got the heart to tell your mother I didn't find Junior. Not that I'm afraid of what she'll do to me. It's her I'm thinking of. She won't sleep all night. I know. You that. know how she worries. She's liable to get sick. You want your mother to get sick? Well,
1: of course not. Well, and do like I say.
3: At least then the poor darling will have a peaceful night. Well, uh, all right if you think it's best. I know it's best. And when have I been wrong? But
2: I. <laughs>
4: I don't like the idea of lying to mother.
3: Neither do I, but when you spare somebody's feelings, you ain't lying. I ought to know. I've been sparing your mother's feelings since the day we got married. (laughs) There we are, bed. Now, I'll just pull this blanket up a little. There. Now, I'll put the light out. Ah, that's better. Yes, sir, you could swear Junior's sleeping in that bed.
4: He looks a little lumpy.
3: Well, I won't let her get this close. Your mother, come on out and shut the door.
4: Oh, Riley! Hey, I... I got
3: good news.
4: Junior's back.
3: Yes, just a little while ago.
4: Oh, thank heaven! I was frantic. Is is he all right? I want to see him, Junior.
3: Oh, Shh! He's sound asleep in his room. He was dead tired, so I put him right to bed. You mustn't disturb him.
4: But I just want to take one look at him. I won't feel at ease until I do. Well,
3: okay, just one peek. There he is. Uh, don't go in. Just stand here in the doorway.
4: Well, I, I can't see very well. Don't
3: put the light on. You'll wake him up.
4: And all the poor dear. Did he have something to eat? Well, uh...
3: Uh, Don't worry. He's stuffed.
1: <laughs> now,
3: now, let's get out of here before he wakes up, Peg.
4: Oh, what a relief to have him home. Where was he all this time? Did he say? Plenty of
3: time for questions in the morning. Now you better go to bed. You need rest. Oh
4: yes, I, I'm dead. Well, good night. Good
3: night, darling. Oh, at work she don't suspect a thing.
4: I still don't like the whole idea. Well,
3: the main thing is she stopped worrying. Tonight but she's a happy mother.
4: But suppose she finds out you
3: tricked her? Well, then tomorrow night she'll be a happy widow. <laughs> I'm going out. I gotta find that boy. mess. The way I feel right now, I wish the earth would open up and swallow me.
5: Perhaps I can help. (laughs) Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, it's you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You look terrible. Glad to see you. (laughs) I have got big troubles, Digger. A common complaint. Whenever trouble besets me, I plunge into civic work. I've just come from the UEPSALC.
3: U-E-P-S-A-L-C.
5: The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Pallbearers Save-A-Life Club.
1: <laughs>
5: We're campaigning for careful driving.
3: Driving? That's what started the trouble with my boy, and now he's run away. Oh, you have my sympathy.
5: Once when I lived in New York, my son, Moss ran away.
3: Uh, did you have trouble finding him?
5: I asked myself, where would a son of mine run away to? So I went there. And there he was. In Grant's tomb. I can't find my boy anywhere. Did you search thoroughly? Yeah. In our profession, we have a saying. Leave no stone unturned.
3: Well, I looked all over town. I tell you, Digger, this whole thing's made me sick.
5: And your dear wife.
3: He must be frantic. Well, she's okay now. You see, I told her he came back home and she believed me. And
5: she thinks the boy is safe?
3: Man alive,
5: if you'll pardon the expression. (laughs) What possessed you to play such a cruel, practical joke? Well, I I didn't want her to worry tonight. Beware, Riley, or your joke may boomerang, which happened to the late Ambrose Twill, whose epitaph I quote. Here lies Ambrose Twill, who thought it would be funny to scare the life out of Grandpa and inherit his money. He lit a 12-inch firecracker, but then forgot to throw it. Now Ambrose is in clover, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> but I'll find Junior by morning I've got to. Suppose you don't. Think of the shock to your beloved spouse.
3: Take my advice.
5: Go home. Tell her the truth.
3: I guess you're right. I'll go and tell her. Gee, Digger, you always give me such good advice. You should have been a lawyer.
5: Lawyer, undertaker. There's not much difference, basically. A lawyer gets people out of a hole while I... Oops, that reminds me I have an appointment. (laughs) Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off.
4: I heard a noise in the kitchen. Were you or your father in the kitchen before? Oh, not me, and Daddy went out. Go back to bed. You probably just imagined you No, I didn't. I heard somebody prowling around in there. Come on, we better go see. Oh, we might be a burglar. <laughs> Who, who's there? Who's in there? It's me,
2: Junior. What do
1: you...
2: Will you put on the light? Why, why'd you
4: get up, Junior? And why are you all dressed?
2: I just got home. <laughs>
1: You just got
4: home. But I was in your room an hour ago and I saw you sleeping in it... Oh, I see. Well, I never thought I'd live to see the day your father outsmarted me.
1: <laughs> well, Daddy
4: just put the pillows in the bed so you wouldn't worry tonight. You see, he figured... Never that... mind that now. The important thing is Junior's really back. Oh, darling... Do you realize what a terrible thing you did?
2: I'm sorry, Mom. Honest... We looked I all over
4: town for you. Daddy's still out looking
2: for you. Where were you
4: all this time? In our garage. <laughs> oh, for, for heaven's
2: sake. Hey, Mom,
4: I'm hungry. I didn't eat all day. Oh, you poor dear. You must be starved. <laughs> There's your father now. Babs, make Junior a sandwich. All right, Mom. I'm going to have a little talk with your father. Peg. Peg. Here I am, Riley. Oh,
3: Peg, you're up. Peg. Listen, there's something i got to tell you.
4: I've got something to tell you. Now, let me
3: tell you first. Prepare yourself for some shocking news. I'm a beast.
4: Well, what's the shocking news?
3: I told you, Peg. Junior didn't come back. I put pillows in the bed... You see, I didn't want you to worry. Please don't be sore. It was just one of my crazy ideas, but I didn't mean any harm. You know me. Everybody says I'm harmless.
1: Now, listen, Raleigh. Now, Don't you
3: worry, Peg. I'll find Junior. I'll have him here before morning. I guarantee it. I got a plan, see? Oh,
4: you have, huh? Yeah. What?
3: Who
4: are you phoning? The
3: newspaper. I'm putting in a personal ad for Junior. Oh, That'll i will bring him back. You'll see. Uh, hello? Classified ads, this is Chester Riley, 1313 Blueview Terrace. I want to put an ad in a personal column. Riley, would you say... I want it to go like this. Dear Junior, please come back. All is forgiven. Come
2: back and I'll... Hello, Pop.
1: Oh, I can hear his little voice. <laughs>
3: no, no, don't put that in the ad. Stay like this. Come back, Junior. I'll raise your allowance, and I'll buy you a new bicycle. A red one. With headlights. With (laughs) headlights.
4: Riley, hang up that
3: phone. When will you print it? Tomorrow morning? Okay. Peg, this ad will get... Junior! Junior, you're back! You came back! What a newspaper! (laughs)
1: Junior, my little baby. Well, uh, Pa, put me
3: down. <laughs> oh, Junior, darling, why did you run away? Your mother and me were so worried, darling. When we couldn't find you, we almost went crazy, darling. You deserve a good licking,
1: darling.
4: Riley, what are you doing? Taking
3: my belt off. I never licked him before, but this time he's got to be taught a lesson.
4: Now, wait, right. Bend over, Junior. But, but, but Pa. I
3: said bend over. Okay. Now, you're good. Uh, wait a minute. Before I give it to you, I want an explanation. Why did you run away?
2: Well, I wasn't going to at first. I was only kidding, but... But what? But you talked me into it.
3: <laughs> I didn't want to run away. You forced me to. Oh. Oh.
1: Well,
3: here you, and here's the belt. I'll bend over. <laughs>
0: We'll be back in just a moment. No wonder everybody's cheering for Prell, the new radiant cream shampoo in the tube. Hundreds of unsolicited letters prove Prell lives up to its promises. Helene Fleischman of Blue Island, Illinois, voluntarily writes to Procter & Gamble,
4: Prell is everything you say it is. My hair looks radiantly clean and feels clean. It's Prell
0: for me. And friends, it'll be Prell for you once you see how quickly Prell removes unsightly dandruff. Leaves hair radiant. Yes, you want to sing.
2: P-R-E-L-L
4: Pearl Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is inside Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo
1: Oh,
3: come on, Peg, don't be sore I keep telling you I just didn't want you to worry Come on, give me a kiss No Oh Okay, don't give me a kiss. I forbid you to give me a kiss. I wouldn't let you kiss me if you gave me
4: $100. <laughs> Your psychology won't work with me.
3: Trapped. Now i got to get by on my good looks.
1: <laughs>
0: Tracking Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker.
3: She was the gay artist's model And she never
1: had stocking mold Because her stockings she muddled With wonderful ivory snow.
0: Ah, wonderful
5: ivory snow, the soap that's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Prove it by this simple test. This week, wash your dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll really know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics. You see, there's no other soap like it. Ivory snow is the only granulated soap that's ivory mild. Makes suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. So let your hands tell you why ivory snow keeps pretty undies, print dresses, and other nice things lovely longer.
1: Yes, wonderful ivory snow.
0: (laughs) S-M-O-W. This is Ken Carpenter reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.